Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hi guys, Sensei James Leonelli here to talk to you about another one of our sponsors, LMNT, an electrolyte drink mix. Each one of these little packets gives you exactly what you need to keep you as hydrated as all us athletes like to be. If you're like me, you work out a lot, and when you work out a lot, you also sweat a lot. Now, when we sweat, we don't lose just water, of course. We also sweat out salt. We sweat out electrolytes. So each one of these packets contains 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium, giving you everything that you need in order to maintain optimal hydration and nothing that you don't. So to go online, place an order for your sample pack, and to get yourself a bonus free sample pack, you're going to go to this website right here, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. You're going to see this down in the video below, but I'll say it one more time for you, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. Again, it's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought. I'm, of course, as per usual, joined by my furry co-host Slade, who just laid down with a big old huff right over there. Uh, 
Other than that, I'm wearing a little more of the school apparel from years past. Uh, you can find all sorts of awesome stuff online, tiegear.com, the Tiger Shulman's Pro Shop. But as I come to you today, we are just a couple of days removed from Flex Fights 32, the Saloon Slammer. Uh, and an awesome show, as per usual. And um, I'm going to brag on the team a little bit, you know, just for, for a few minutes and then talk about, you know, the lessons learned and so forth. Um, so first off, really big deal in terms of Flex Fights history. Um, you know, Flex Fights has been around for, for a few years uh, and then been around a few years before that and, and under a different name uh, and so forth. And a lot of the team is the same. Uh, some of the team is newer. Uh, this particular show happened to represent uh, two years of me doing commentary for Flex Fights. So uh, I'm there's people newer than me and there's people there before me. I'm kind of middle of the pack in, in that regard. Um, but uh, it's awesome because everybody... For the most part, everybody really, you know, pulls their weight. And if the person isn't, generally that person finds their way out of the family pretty soon. And uh, we have somebody else who's willing to pull their weight, which is pretty awesome. Um, but nonetheless, an awesome night of fights. And like I said, Flex Fight's been around for a little while. And we accomplished something pretty cool. In that, uh, this we had, we had Pro MMA, which in and of itself, Pro MMA held in New York. That in and of itself is an accomplishment. There are three promotions that do pro mixed martial arts in New York State. When I say pro mixed martial arts, I mean sanctioned professional mixed martial arts fights. There are three organizations that do it. Uh, UFC, PFL, which is now the, the second place. Uh, the, the, someone consider them the number two organization next to the UFC. Uh, they recently bought Bellator, so they are the only other. And then Flex Fights, only three shows. The only ones that do pro MMA in New York because New York State is notoriously difficult to deal with. Um, but we've done it now several times, so this was no this was no different. So we had our pro MMA card as well as a pro kickboxing bout, uh, and on top of having the pros, that pro card was on live television on Fubo TV and on Swerve Sports, which is huge, fantastic. I mean, basically international at that point which is pretty cool um the way it was described to me was uh, uh fubo sports has more um subscribers than fight pass so it's a it's a bigger deal than being signed to ufc's fight pass which is spectacular it's really cool um but obviously uh, as the old expression goes more money more problems but uh this was a bigger profile more stress is basically how it was because you know in the fight game, anything can happen. You schedule a fight for three five-minute rounds, it can be over in 13 seconds. Um, stupid stuff can happen in the venue. Lights can just power out at no time. Uh, you know, someone can go to the cage and have forgotten their mouthpiece in the back, and that delays things. But we're in a very strict two-hour window as to what we, what we need to fill. We have a two-hour obligation. We have to work around commercial breaks, um, and there are commercial breaks that aren't even controlled by our team. They're controlled by Fubo TV and, and Swerve Sports. Um, <clears throat> but nonetheless, uh, a, a huge undertaking, huge undertaking. So you can imagine the level of stress and preparation that went into this and how organized we were. And we we're always very organized as a team, um, but continued even more so to take the organization to the next level. And um, we entered fight week with 30 fights. Um, by the time we got to weigh-ins, we were down to 27. Uh, and then after weigh-ins, and then day of the fight, we had we went to 26. Uh, the unfortunate bit of that was 
Uh, the fi- final fight that we lost was one of the Team Tiger Shulman's fighters. He showed up, made weight, was ready to go, showed up fight day, and his opponent didn't show up for either. So uh, I don't know what he told the promoters or whatever, but mm, that's usually pretty indicative that you didn't feel that you were going to win. Um, and he, he probably wasn't, in my opinion, um, uh, just knowing who he was going to fight. But nonetheless, back to the show. Um, so 26 fights in and of itself, massive undertaking, right? In terms of athletic commissions, amateur, pro, all this mixed martial arts, kickboxing, getting people to the venues at the right times and all of this. It's a tremendous undertaking. Uh, now, when we, when we think about what a massive undertaking that is, add now the fact that this crew is doing live sports on live television. And one of the tricky things about this is you deal with one sanctioning body for the amateurs and a different sanctioning body for the professionals. And the sanctioning body for the professionals is New York State. They're a little more difficult. So, uh, you know, amateurs come in. We have our first several fights. And they went swimmingly. We had two Team Tiger Showmans fighters on the beginning part of the card. Both won unanimous decisions, performed beautifully, and looked really, really good, both of them. Um, both just sharp fundamentals, just really looked good. It was awesome. Um, I was very happy to call both of them, both fights for both of them. They both reached out to me after the fight, and were both very happy with the commentary they got to hear and everything. So that was really cool. Um, but then on top of that, we we buzzed through those first fights. We needed to be done by 7.30 because New York State requires a half-hour window after amateur uh, before pro in order to do all the stuff that they do, inspect the cage again, and all sorts of other stuff. Um, So we wound up finishing at about 7.15, which made the window even bigger, which is perfect. We were able to, the the crew was able to get a little something to eat, which was perfect. And then from there, we we did a rehearsal for what we were going to do as far as the read-in. And that was, again, simple, straight ahead to the point. Um, you know, we practiced it a little bit. We already had a really good idea as to what we were going to talk about and how we were going to go about it and that kind of stuff. Um, and then when we went live, I think it went swimmingly. Um, we did have one slight hiccup in that our first professional winner of the evening got his post-fight interview after finishing a really, really tough opponent. And um, he gets on the mic with, with D-Rock and he starts to do his post-fight interview, and he starts to curse up a blue streak. And that was interesting, to say the least, because D-Rock is in the, is in the ring, so he's no longer wearing his headset where he can hear the producer. Um, and the producer is in my ear and the other commentator, Alex's ear, losing, their, losing his mind. <laughs> because, of course, you're not supposed to curse, curse on live television. And, um, you know, he's the producer screaming about how he's going to get us kicked off live TV. One and done. This is terrible. Yeah. So um, we got that memo to D-Rock to make sure that no other fighters cursed him. To their credit, none of the other fighters did, which was spectacular. Um, And we went right through that pro card. And again, no hiccups at all, which was a beautiful thing. If anything, the only hiccup we had is we had to kill a little clock here and there, you know, because of the fact that all of... All of the pro, pro fights, save one, uh, got got a finish. So we wound up having first pro fight finished in the third round, uh, and then the next two pro MMA fights both finished in the first round. The kickboxing fight went the distance, which was 
awesome. What a spectacular performance from both guys. Um, we had Sergio Rivera, who was a Flex Fights veteran, making his pro debut, and he looked spectacular. And he fought a very game opponent in a Tyler Linenhan, his first Flex Fights um, fight. He had had 14 or 15 fights as an amateur, making his pro debut as, all, as well. And man, both guys just came out like gangbusters and looked great. It was a really, really awesome fight. Uh, I look forward. I'm watching some. I've watched some of the card back already. I look forward to watching that fight back. It was really interesting. Um, and then we wound up having one more fight on the card, which is an amateur title. Oh, we were careful never to say the word amateur, but um, it was just because we didn't want to muddy the waters between pro and amateur. And um, when he, what, we had a quick finish there too, uh, first or second round. And again, just a spectacular performance. And then we had to do a closeout, which we did, and it was spectacular. Um, it was nice because as we're giving the closeout, the producers in our ear counting us down, so we were able to finish everything like right on time. And um, then we went right into our post-liminary card. We had a few minutes off and right into our post-limbs card. And again, that went spectacular too, without nary without missing a beat. What was really cool about it is um, we had a couple opportunities. One of the interns, Reed, um, stepped into the ring to take over for Andrew Park uh, to do the ring announcing. Um, generally for the postlims, Andrew Park doesn't stay for that. D-Rock could not either. So it was me and Alex Cassiano from, from Punch-Up. Um, we were able to do the postlims for the most part. Um, and again, those went off without without any any hiccups whatsoever. All the fights were good there. Uh Keith Peterson had a couple of shining moments in, in, as a as a referee, which were which was awesome. Um, and then uh, Alex, being a city guy, had to leave to catch the train that he or ride that he needed to in order to get back to the city. So TJ Ragusa, my original broadcast partner, uh, came back. He's now the chief business officer of Flex. He came back and sat at the table with me. Uh, he and uh, CEO matchmaker Chris Nachi came and he was on the mic with us for a fight or two. And it was really spectacular because now you got me and TJ, who I think are, you know, I would consider us, you know, some of the OGs. And uh, we're sitting there and as, as we're talking, uh, going back to doing fight commentary, again, it was kind of a full circle moment. But there is Reed who is stepping in to do the ring announcing. And this young man's never done it before. And the first fight you can hear is a little nervous. And then he gets a little less and a little less. And as he is, he's not growing by like, okay, you're doing this one more repetition. His growth was exponential. He just got better and better and better each fight, really just getting into the moment, giving the fighters the real feel. It was a thing of beauty. And I, I told him as well how, how well I think he did. Uh, even on social media today, I told him how well I think he did. And it was just a, it was just more proof of the fact that um, one, one thing that's kind of beautiful about Flex is it's not – the Chris Machi show. It's not the TJ Ragusa show. It's not the me show or the Andrew Park show. Um, it, it's nobody's bigger than the fighters of the brand. And that's kind of pretty awesome. But it just, to me, I always look for the lessons we take out of the show. And at this point, this is the 32nd flex fight. This is my 21st flex fights. I missed one uh, in, in all the shows that I've been a part of. So this is my 20. No, wait, I came in at 10. So yeah, so this would be my 22nd. Flex fights, yeah. Otherwise, I would have had 23. My 22nd flex fights. And in that time, um, one thing that has been very consistent is the quality of the shows just continues to go up. You know, we had a couple of, of we'll, call them, we'll call them snafus, but really just um, experiments, I guess you would call them, where we put our sponsors in a slightly different place in the venue, so that led to the fighters warming up in a slightly different place in the venue, which... 
in and of itself, that didn't, that wasn't great. We're going to have to figure that out and make that better. Um, but part of that was where we had to have the amateurs uh, versus the pros. But nonetheless, um, it was a, a great night of fights, and the show went spectacularly. And you know, we had some minor technical difficulties in the very first fight, but like for thirty seconds, and then it was right back on. Um, and it was it was really a beautiful thing to see how all the hard work that went into this paid off into something beautiful, uh, into something incredible. And there's an old adage, and I'm, I'm going to alter it slightly to make a to make it fit my needs here. But there's the old adage about how it's so hard to beat somebody who never gives up. And it's very true. It's very hard to outwork the person who never stops working. And between the entire team in Flex, no one ever, you know, there's always somebody working on something. You know, it, the team never stops working between, you know, Chris Machi in, in his matchmaking and all the other stuff that he manages, between Janelle Santana, our graphic designer, who, you know, brings Chris's visions to life, uh, TJ Ragusa, who works with all of the fighters and all the commission and everything else that he does, you know, us commentators, the, even even the ring crew, even the ring crew. You know, like we, we, we did have a moment where big, big light heavyweight falls, and when he falls, he, he hit the ring in just such a way that he loosened something up, and the, <laughs> the ring crew in the middle of the fights had to readjust the ring mid-fight. It was crazy. Um, I, I don't... I, I'm not an expert on ring construction, so I'm not exactly sure what they had to readjust, but they had to like tighten something back up because this big old guy fell right into the cage, adjust the right angle. Uh, so they had to tighten some stuff back up mid-fight. But again, everybody at the fights just works, everybody in the team just works so hard all to make sure that these fighters have the most spectacular show, that they have the greatest opportunity to show their skills, to show their personalities, and to build their brand. And it is really hard to stop the person who never stops working. It's really hard to outperform them. It's really hard to outwork them. And to stay in, in combative, uh, and to, to stay in combative athletics, we see this often with fighters who can weaponize pace. And there are a great many fighters, uh, not a great many, a fair amount that we can all think of who really weaponized pace. Uh, Nick Diaz comes to mind. He's the one of the first one that comes to my mind when I think about weaponizing pace. Because Nick Diaz, when you would fight Nick Diaz, you would know as soon as the bell rang, Nick Diaz was going to be within arm's reach of you as quickly as he could, and he would remain there for as long as necessary until your will broke or you beat him somehow, um, or until he beat you. And he would just be on there, and he would just be touching you the entire fight. Not like trying to knock you out with every punch, but just tap, 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 tap. Just hitting you so many times and wrestling you and, and wearing on you and then getting to the ground and throwing submission attempts and sweeps at you over and over and over again until eventually he got the win that he wanted or you had to stop him along the way. Um, and again, you know, why? Why is he able to fight like that? Because the man never stops training. Swam to Alcatraz a bunch of times. Does all, does does uh, triathlons and it is like fun. You know, it's hard to outwork somebody. It's hard to get better results than somebody who never stops working. And that brings to me the real lesson out of everything, which is the fact that if you keep working at something and you keep working at something, it's very, very hard to not be successful. And with that in mind, you know, obviously there's a difference between just working at something and working at it intelligently, you know, because we all know people who believe that they're beyond learning anything from anybody. And they think about the fact that if I just keep doing this in exactly the way I'm doing it, magically it's going to work. And that's not exactly the case. Um, 
instead they need to um, think more about um, you know learning along the way step by step by step process by process by process um, and improve along the way learn lessons right because if you if you truly are working intelligently on your craft on your project on yourself over and over and over again then what's going to happen is if you're working intelligently you're going to learn lessons along the way you're going to learn the all the ways that didn't work right i think i've referenced this movie before um but important to reference it again it was a pixar movie i'm pretty sure it may have been another similar type another similar um um oh my gosh studios movie um but nonetheless it was called meet the robinsons and in and of itself, a pretty cool concept, but it was one of those ones that for some reason just kind of snuck onto the radar. And I tell people about it frequently because I love the message. Um, but like I said, it, it didn't quite get the grasp that a lot of these Pixar type movies got. And I'm not really sure why. I thought I think it was excellent. So Meet the Robinsons, a uh, young man meets a family of inventors. And um, one of the opening numbers was about uh, their hall of failures. You know, they were inventing a time machine. And you look at their hall of failures, and they were celebrating failures. And, and the, the hero of the story couldn't understand, couldn't wrap his head around, like, you know, why are you celebrating failures? Why are you celebrating the fact that you didn't achieve it? And, you know, oh, here's the first one, here's the second, and, the third, and, and like, you know, through all the different variations this time machine has gone through. And they were laughing, oh my gosh, what a spectacular failure. But the most important thing was that you keep moving forward, right? You didn't fail a thousand times. You found a thousand ways that didn't work and each one helped you improve the next one. And to me, Flex Fights 32 was a perfect example of that. You know, throughout the, throughout the years, we found mistakes, weaknesses, things that didn't go our way for whatever reason. Hey, there's an issue here. Hey, there's an issue here. And I mean, it's kind of, kind of like, when you set up those dominoes and flick them and try to get them all to fall down, you know, there's, if not set up perfectly, there's always going to be some kind of disconnect. And if there's a disconnect, it happens, no big thing, right? But now you readjust you f and then you readjust that one. Now, either you create a new disconnect or you find another one that you didn't get the chance to see before because of the prior disconnect and so on and so on and so on until before long, you set up this amazing, amazing thing because it's really hard to outshine somebody, to out get better results than somebody who never stops working, right? And again, I think this is so true for everything that we do, right? When it comes to your health and your wellness uh, and your fitness, because that's something we talk about so frequently, it's not about what happens in that one moment or that one day where you had that one bad meal. That's not, that's not the crucial part. It just isn't um, because you know, are you going to try things that aren't going to give you the results that you want? 100%. It's definitely going to happen. Definitely. But the key thing is that you keep moving forward from there, that you make sure that you learn from those failures and you get back to work. That's the thing. It's the get back to work. That's the key thing. Learn the lesson, get back to work. Learn the lesson, get back to work. Because even when someone loses, right, if they're competing and they lose, there's a lesson in that failure. And the key thing is to not leave that failure lesson alone, to not just leave it by the wayside. What's important is that when we do face the failure, 
we don't allow that failure to stop us in our tracks. Right? Because anybody can beat somebody who quits as soon as it gets hard. Right? And if you think about it, if you quit when things get hard, and that's, that's something that you practice, right? where it gets hard and you quit. It gets hard and you quit. It gets hard and you quit. And you do this over and over and over again. You get really good at it. I give the example to the kids in my school of when you have a kid who their parents sign them up for soccer and the parents go out and they buy all the soccer equipment, the ball, the shin guards, the cleats, everything. And then the kid plays for a little while and it gets hard. And as soon as it gets hard, the kid goes, I don't want to do it anymore. And then they move on to baseball in the same process. Parents buy all the equipment for baseball. And then it gets hard a little bit and they go, I don't want to do it anymore. And this process continues over and over again through lacrosse, through tennis, through hockey, and so on, and so on. And now this kid has practiced five, six, seven, eight times quitting. And they got really good at it. But the other person is the person who faces that difficulty, learns the lesson, keeps moving forward, faces more difficulty, learns the lesson, keeps moving forward. Faces more difficulty, learns the lesson, keeps moving forward. That person is guaranteed success. It's very hard to get better results than that person. Right? Because that person, they will find their way by hook or by crook. They'll find their way to success no matter how they have to get there, no matter how many failures it takes. Because it's really, really hard to outshine somebody who never stops working. So guys, I encourage you, if you have Fubo TV, go back on the on-demand, check out Flex Fights 32. Same thing for Swerve Sports. You can also go to throwdownsports.com and get the whole show there. Other than that, my friends, that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you guys can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find everywhere that I'm online at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli. There you can find everything to do with our sponsors, with Flex Fights, with my school, and everything else. Speaking of sponsors, sponsorship opportunities still available. Please reach out to me, any of the methods of communication that I gave you. Other than that, you can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. Right? You can find us on Facebook at Facebook or facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Or on Instagram and Twitter, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. Find out more about the, the excuse me, the Tiger Showman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Make sure you guys leave a rate and review. It just helps. Make sure you guys subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. Other than that, my friends, make sure that you guys share the podcast. It is the greatest compliment that you can give me, and it is the only form of advertising that I have. So I very much appreciate it if... You guys do that for me. I love it when I see people sharing it in their social media. So with that in mind, my friends, until next time, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.